is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, we got a lot to talk about on today's episode of Fantasy Football Today. It is Wednesday, September 12th. Now, if you're new to the show, everybody knows... The Wednesday show is my favorite show. You guys know that, right, Heath and Jamie? You really oh, hate Dave. It says nothing oh, it's to my do favorite with, show. Has nothing to do with Dave. I love Dave. I wish he were. I, that would make the Wednesday show even better somehow. It's your favorite show too, Heath. Oh, it's definitely my favorite show. We'll start off with tweet of the day. Tweet of the day. Oh gosh, this is off script. I don't from know about Jamie this. Campbell. Go back from whence you came, young Carson. It's a noon one day. Stupid. Stupid. We Carson so Wentz stupid. is no longer on our team. Yeah, wow, what great. happened? Great. Our, our quarterback loses his top receiver to his second knee injury in a month, and we drop the guy who was going to win the MVP for Quincy Inunua. For Quincy Inunua. That's who we dropped. That, like, it's ridiculous. For Quincy Inunua. We're going to drop Quincy Inunua in four weeks. Oh, if Two weeks. Quincy Anunua. We're going to start Quincy Anunua on Sunday. We're going to try to pick up Carson Wentz and drop Quincy Anunua. <laughs> it will be fun to see when he come when he becomes available. If anybody in our league picks him up, of course, of course. There's a ten team league. Ten team league. Oh, you mean why, this week? Why, why is anybody picking up Carson Wentz in a ten team league? Why? Oh, I don't know because he's like the one of the best quarterbacks in football. But you, but you can't play him right now. Well, when do you think he's going to be back? It's not going to be this week. When do you think he's going to be back? I mean, hopefully next week. Hopefully next week. I want that guy on my team. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you, Jamie, we might have a tie, and we might need bench points to decide the outcome of our game, and we need to have a quarterback on our bench so we can win the tiebreaker. What? No. That's the only, that's the only reason we don't so let me So no. let me ask you this question. If Wentz returns next week and Russell Wilson struggles against the Bears, would you drop Russell Wilson for no. Carson Wentz? If, if Quincy Anunwa has a big game. No, I would drop Chris Godwin or Robert Woods or something like that. And here's the other thing. It's like. So what if all those guys are playing well though? It doesn't matter. If you're in a 10 team league, if you're in a 10 team league, they're going to be waiver wire wide receivers all year long. You're never going to have problems wait, wait, wait. finding a wide they're receiver. Gonna be, they're going to be wade, wade, waiver wire wide receivers and not waiver wire quarterbacks? Not like, not to the caliber of Carson Wentz. No. Yes. The caliber no. of Carson Wentz. There'll be lots Keith, of low end number one quarterbacks. What's on the waiver wire right now with quarterback? I will find that very shortly as I read Vikings, Giants, Panthers, Jaguars, Cowboys, Saints, Eagles schedule once Carson Wentz comes back. Assuming he comes back what, next week? In two weeks. Oh, okay. What about next week when he's back? Uh, well, you know what? It, it was short-sighted. It was short-sighted. And you blew 12% of our budget on Quincy Inunua. And you were going to bu- blow 16% of our budget on Quincy Inunua when I talked you down to 12 Thank goodness. And you have Quincy Anunwa everywhere, Heath. So I hope for your sake that Quincy Anunwa is as good as you think he is. Jamie, ben Roethlisberger is on the waiver wire right now in that league. Well, he oh. shouldn't be. Jared Goff is on the waiver oh, wire. Oh, great. Right Who wants Jared Goff compared to Carson Wentz? They're very, very similar. No, what? what? You, well, you know what? You think Nick Foles and Carson Wentz are very, very similar. And I wonder if you have watched... The last two times Nick Foles has taken the field since the Super Bowl, and if you still feel that way. They're pretty similar. Oh, Carson please. Wentz may may have another hot stretch left in him, or he may turn back into a pumpkin. Or he's like the number two overall pick in the draft, and he's terrific. Anyway, Jamie, uh, did we forget that I the same forget? way about Marcus Mariota? Uh, I know we did. I know we certainly did. And Marcus Mariota has never been as good as Carson Wentz was last year. Jamie. Yes. Did we forget about Jay? Did I forget about Jalen Richard yesterday when we were talking waiver wire? Yes, we both did. So I apologize for not putting him in the notes. Um, I guess a lack of sleep <laughs> could attribute to that. Uh, yeah, nice, he uh, nice game he, he had game, a, a nice nice performance there. Uh, Twelve targets, uh, nine ca- or eleven targets, nine catches, fifty-five yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshawn Lynch left the game with an illness. So we'll see what his status is for week two. He was sick of watching Derek Carr play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if for whatever reason Marshawn Lynch is out, it's going to be Doug Martin and Jalen Richard, and it really should just be Jalen Richard because I think he's the better player. Yep, those nine catches for 55 yards, and he's good news. Only six percent owned, so I don't think uh, 
I don't think uh, missing him on yesterday's show did too much damage. He's still no, available. No, but I, I think when when you look at um, these strictly pass catching running backs, and and I think some of these guys could do more clearly, but that's kind of what their role is going to be. Like Naheem Hines, you know, when you're getting seven for what do you have, thirty yards or something like that? Thirty three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Richard nine for fifty five, and uh, you know Sproles to a, a lesser extent. Uh, obviously, the the more prominent ones of Chris Thompson and Duke Johnson and uh, Theo Riddick, James White, you know, these guys in PPR can be flex options for you, you know, so don't overlook them if this is going to be something that continues. So in a deeper league, if Jalen Richard's available, pick him up, stash him, see what happens. Uh, I think there's going to be a rough game for the Raiders going into Denver, but, uh, if Richard comes out of it with a similar type of, you know, involvement, uh, in the passing game, it's, it's certainly something to, uh, to consider if you have an open spot or need help at the running back position. All right, guys. Any interesting ad drops that you want to talk about? That you know, I, I know we made our bids for Philip Lindsay, obviously for Quincy Anunua, for T.J. Yeldon. Anything that uh, you want to discuss that you thought was interesting from overnight? I got a lot of the Bears DST. I was happy with that. Oh, me too. I was gonna. That was what I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, I, I. It was funny. I was looking at um, two leagues just to, uh, I guess, go back to the idiot moron um, segment from the other day, and uh, I, I stay up late, as I think you guys are well aware. Um, so after the waivers, after waivers run, I like to go through and, and see what's available in leagues where you can still make ad drops after, after waivers. And so I was looking at one of the waiver reports and somebody, it was a league that ran waivers for the first time. And it's a, a league I play in with people from my wife's company. So they picked up Kenny Galladay with the first waiver spot while James Conner was available. What? And somebody else got James Conner, oh. who's, uh, um, the commissioner of the league and, and the guy is a very good fantasy player. So I was a little upset to see him get Conner. And I'm like, oh, what an idiot moron, the first person who, who was, made the move. Tell me it was so your not, wife. Huh? Was it your wife? No, no, no. I, I played oh, in the okay. league. She's not in it. <laughs> um, and then I went to another one of my leagues, and it's a 10-team league. And I was like, oh, wow, the Texans DSC is there. I picked up the Texas DSC. I usually search for waivers. I don't usually look at the projections. I look at uh, roster trends. And so uh, the Texans were obviously more viewed than the Rams, and I picked up the Texans, and I looked. I'm like, wow, I could have had the Rams. What an idiot moron. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I did also pick up the Texans. Yeah, I guess I would have rather had the Rams. Uh, I made but, a trade. Yeah, the Texans may be available in some leagues. Oh, you did make a trade. In fact, I have a segment called Heath is Shady. So we're going to talk about that because it was a very shady trade. Heath, I am really mad at you today. Like, you, that just <laughs> wow. really put it I mean, over you, the you, top. You swore at him? He, no, I didn't swear at him. I swore at Quincy. What do you mean Nudua. Heath is Shady? That was a okay. shady, shady trade. That was a I guess, shady I guess trade. I, I, I'm going to come away from the first 10 minutes of the show that Adam likes me the best today because he <laughs> says this is his favorite show. No, Dave. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He, he's he's talking trash to you. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we'll get to that trade in a little bit. Um, Bears DST is one I did want to mention. They had four sacks at Green Bay. The Seahawks allowed six sacks at Denver in week one. And that is their matchup. Bears DST is 77% owned. I, you know, I was very high in the Falcons DST, but now they have lost two. Great players, one for the year, one for at least eight weeks. So gonna have to back off that uh, against Carolina. They still have a lot of talent there, but yeah, I I still think they're streamable this week. I don't. They're not as good a play. They're not the auto streamer of the week, but they're still, I think, maybe okay. Cam Newton has been atrocious in Atlanta. Okay, good to know. Um, all right, let's get into the show. We got to talk about those Pittsburgh running backs and and what to do in dynasty and keeper leagues with those Pittsburgh running backs. Heath is shady. That's a segment. A couple of IDP players to know about. Early round pick you're concerned about. Player you don't want to give up on. Buy low, sell high. Team name Tuesday on a Wednesday. Baltimore at Cincinnati. And uh, I think we're getting a visit from the regulators a little bit later. So stay tuned for the fantasy regulators and some grade the trade. That's why Wednesday is my favorite show. We do so much. Uh, you should be watching the CBS games, your local CBS games on your streaming device. Go to cbs.com slash NFL. I did this, uh, on Sunday with the Chargers game. I, yeah, it was a Chargers Chiefs game. I was watching it on my computer. cbsports.com slash NFL. You can start a free trial on CBS All Access right now. Again, it's not cbsports.com. cbs.com slash NFL. Uh, you can need to be watching fantasy football today. Monday through Friday at noon Eastern on CBSSports.com, on CBS Sports HQ. Download the CBS Sports app and watch HQ. And Fantasy Football Today is streaming live noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And we have a Saturday night radio show, Eye on Fantasy Football. It's amazing. Uh, we take your calls for two hours. It's on CBS Sports Radio, which is on Sirius XM. 
uh, 10 to midnight on Saturday nights. Nick Foles is expected to start this week, but they'll make an official announcement at some point today at Tampa Bay for the Eagles. Ben Roethlisberger has an elbow issue. Jamie, are you still going to make him your start of the week? Yes, uh, unless he does not practice today or we get some more of a downgrade situation. But as of 9.20 a.m. on Wednesday morning, he is our start of the week. All right. Greg Olson refractured his foot. Are you dropping Greg Olson? They're not putting him on IR yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you may have deep rosters, and I wouldn't just drop him to drop him, but there are so many guys that you want to take a shot on. He's he's probably getting cut. Yeah, the only league where I kept him was our IDP league because we have 28 right. rosters, so 28-man rosters. So mm-hmm. in that league, yes, in most 15-man rosters, you should not hold on to him. Uh, we went through this last year, you know. So yeah. if you if you dealt with this last year, you understand the circumstance. Boy, tight end has changed quite a bit, huh? Walker lost two top out. ten guys. Yeah, it's a it's a bummer. Uh, Daryl Williams for Carolina. He is likely to go on IR. He tore his MCL and dislocated his knee. So, you know, they got the win. That's nice, but it has not been a great start to the year for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it was cool to see Amari Cooper, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, uh, no, according to Roto World, excuse me, was, um, in the slot 45% of the time in week one. I know we like, yeah, there was uh, one we, problem though. Derek Carr? Derek Carr threw it in one time when he was in the slot. Well, he's probably going to be in the slot uh, maybe even more often now. Um, I, I think people are probably going to be pre- pretty hesitant to start Amari Cooper at Denver, huh? You, you can't start to, him. You yeah. have to bench him. But uh, to Heath's point, they signed Martavis Bryant again. Yeah, yeah. They did, even though he could be facing a year-long suspension at some point. Pete Carroll said that Chris Carson took the lead in week one and Rashad Penny looked rusty. Uh, but do you still it's want- good. It's good that he said that after he gave Penny one more touch than Chris Carson. <laughs> yeah, right. thanks, Pete. We still want to hold on to Penny, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I dropped him in a ten-team league, though. Devontae Freeman is expected to play this week. Uh, Deion Jones, Atlanta's great linebacker, he's on IR with a foot injury. Could come back later this year. Oh, the Detroit veterans are already upset with Matt Patricia, according to Mike Garofalo. Uh, yeah, it just never worked when a coach is like, "We need to be tougher." We're going to do all these drills. Just doesn't seem to work very well. Uh, Oakland signed Martavis Bryant. The Patriots signed wide receivers Corey Coleman and Benny Fowler. I can't imagine we're very interested there, right? No. No. I, if somebody had dropped Coleman in a deep dynasty league, I would pick him up. The Patriots are expected to sign Kenyon Barner for some running back depth. Texans cornerback Kevin Johnson is on short-term IR. They're at Tennessee this week. Steelers guard David DeCastro fractured his hand, but he could play through it as they have Kansas City coming this week. And do you expect the following players? Leonard Fournette against New England. No. Aaron Rodgers against Minnesota. Yes. Marcus Mariota against Houston. No. LeGarrette Blunt at San Francisco. No. Devontae Parker at the Jets. Who? <laughs> Sony Michelle at Jacksonville. No. Will Fuller at Tennessee. I'll say yes, but we don't have him ranked yet. Marlon Mack at Washington. Same as Fuller. Marquise Goodwin against Detroit. Yes. So we didn't really talk about this but yesterday, but carry on Johnson. Are we ready for uh for the are we ready for the start of carry on Johnson now? You can't start him yet, but hopefully this is the game that he shows you he should be started for fantasy. Okay. Let's do it. I think an excellent guy to try to trade for now before this week. Great call. Carry on, Johnson. We'll do some more buy low, sell high. Let's talk about those Steelers running backs. All right, what do we do with the Steelers running backs? They have multiple? <laughs> well, they, in terms of fantasy trade value, they certainly do. I want to read a few emails first. This is from Vernon. Hey, Steve, Neil, Carrie, Jake, and Marcus. Titans quarterbacks? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good job. Would you trade James Conner to the Bell owner for Joe Mixon? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, this is from Corey. Hey, Bender, Fry, Leela, and Zoidberg. That would be Futurama. Corey is in New York. Uh, I have James Conner in my 10-team half PPR league. I've been offered the following trade. I would get Bell and T.Y. Hilton. I would give up Todd Gurley. If you have the running back depth, that's a good move to make because you're getting what should be a number one receiver and eventually a number one running back. But 
You just have to be patient while Bell's out. And he has James Conner. Well, yeah, you already have a number one running back. Yeah. Right now you have two of the top five running backs. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. I think I think I would do this because I, I would love to have both Steelers uh, running backs, you know. It's just, if, there's, if there's any way you can get both, it's well within your interest to try to acquire one or the other. Right. I, I've made the trade on our podcast league. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, Adam has been, uh, very chatty with, uh, Todd. Is that his name? Yeah. Of uh, Todd, uh, who, who is lamenting the trade. The trade that um, he gave up Connor for, he Lockett, gave up Connor and, and Jameson Johnson. Crowder and he got back Carry on Johnson and Tyler Lockett. So I hope for his sake it does work out because obviously I'm, I'm rooting for Carry on Johnson, but, um, for me it was at the time worth to give up. I think I gave up more at the time to get Connor. Um, but I have Bell, so it was worth it for me to, at that point, overpay. Now, hindsight, I, I underpaid, um, because of how it's worked out, but, you know, I, I, I think if you can try and somehow acquire one of the other, depending on which side of it you're on, that's a move to make. Like, I, I made a trade offer to the Connor owner, uh, trying to sell Bell, and I offered him, and it's some keeper ramifications, but I offered him Bell and Anthony Miller, who would be a keeper for the, for a 13th round pick. For Adam Thielen and Royce Freeman, and I could keep Thielen for a 13th round pick, and I never got an answer. So I also offered Bell and Keelan Cole for Joe Mixon and Chris Hogan, and that got rejected. So all right, a couple more emails, real quick. Bryce from Lexington, South Carolina. Would you trade Ezekiel Elliott for Le'Veon Bell in PPR? The same as the Gurley situation. If you have the running back depth to do it, then it might be in your interest to see how that works out. But right now, no. No. No, I can't do that. Uh, Billy Bob from, from, uh, Northeast Indiana. I have Cook and Mixon. I'm trying to trade away James Conner. I've been offered Jamal Williams and Kenny Stills for James Conner. That's not enough for me. But what if Bell comes back next week? Yep. Uh, then it would be a good deal. So you're, you're just banking on these. I'm, I'm not, I don't think we can bank on anything. It's just, you have to weigh the probabilities on both sides and, but you're saying no. With the, I assume the assumption is that you think he's going to sit out ten games, right? I, th- I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. But then why would you take the trade? Jamal, Jamal Williams and Kenny. I, Stills I think James Conner may score more fantasy points than Williams and Stills this week and every week that he starts. Yeah, Connor is going to have the most value to the Bell owner. So that's probably if you're shopping Connor, that's the guy or the girl that you want to shop him to, right? The Bell owner. Let's start there and see what you can get. And I don't know, would you, a, a general overall ways to approach this situation, guys. What would you say? I, I mean, I, I think both sides of it, you should try to acquire the other one. So if you're the Connor owner, you should be doing everything you can to try and get Le'Veon Bell. And every week that goes by, he gets cheaper and cheaper. And, and what would you it, give up for him right now? I wouldn't, would you give up a first round? Would you give up Dalvin Cook for Le'Veon Bell if you had James Connor? No. Um, it, it's it's hard to say in a vacuum because I think you need to have depth to cover yourself. Right. If you're acquiring right. Bell, like I have a, a, a one team where you know I have Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Kenyon Drake. If if I was looking to acquire Le'Veon Bell in that situation, I could afford to do so. So like I would approach the Bell owner and say, Do you want Cook or Drake? Or I wouldn't trade McCaffrey at this point, but um, you know to try and see what what that looks like. In a week or, or in a month or who knows what it is. I mean, you know, we have to go on the reports that we have, which is by the end of the month, he's going to be here. So we're talking what? Maybe three more weeks? So, and then, and then there's this. Do we acquire Le'Veon Bell thinking that when he comes back, he's going to have the full workload? Or do we acquire Le'Veon Bell thinking when he comes back, James Conner's still going to have a role and Bell all of a sudden isn't as valuable as he used to be? Well, it sounds like what Bell wants is to not have the same role. He wants less touches. I don't know if that matters. But James Conner, if he does this for a month, and Bell's saying he doesn't want that many touches, I think it's unlikely that Bell gets 35 touches a game. But I also think it's unlikely it's 50-50. I, I would I would imagine the first couple of games you're going to see maybe not 50-50, but 60-40, and then 70-30, and then 80-20, and then that's probably where it ends up settling in you know that's just what the Steelers have done I mean D'Angelo Williams was great just like this so Bell was out how valuable are these are who has like more value in a dynasty league 
I mean, it's still Bell, right, over Connor. Like, what, what do you think about these guys next year? Because Bell's probably not going to be back with the Steelers. Well, we, we have, we have, I have two examples. One, the, the trade that Heath and Dave were trying to put together, uh, which I think Dave was a little short-sighted in not giving up a little bit too much for it because one, he's the Bell owner, so it would help him now. And two, if Connor is that guy next year, which he very well could be, think about what you're getting. Well, I, I don't know what the I don't remember. We don't remember what the trade was. So let's talk about. Well, he does, yeah. Oh, yeah, I offered him Anthony Miller, or no, I offered him James Conner for Anthony Miller and Jimmy Graham. Uh, let's just speak more generally. What what these no, but what, I'm what saying, the, like, their values in, are in, next year in a in a dynasty format or or a keeper league. Like I'm in in a you know keeper league that has you keep four guys and you know you're looking clearly to have these guys for you keep them as long as you can. So. um the owner where he could have had um, se- several play all the rookie receivers essentially, and Darius Geis was, was available to him. He took James Conner as the first pick in in the keeper rounds, with the hope that he's the Steelers guy next year. I, I think you got to put him in the same conversation as you know, if we were redrafting a a rookie draft right now or or a a keeper dynasty draft right now. I think, and Keith, correct me if I'm wrong, you'd have to put Conner in the same conversation as the rookies from this year. You know, outside of Barkley and maybe Freeman. I mean, he's he's probably better than Ronald Jones. He's better than Sony Michelle. He's better than Rashad Penny. I don't know about. I think I'd still have him behind Michelle because we haven't seen anything out of him yet. Sure, and but I think there's more. Let me ask this right now. Sony Michelle comes in, and let's just say he's Dion Lewis from last year, right? That that probably be the ceiling. Who you, who would you rather have, Dion Lewis? Well, I think he has a higher ceiling than Dion Lewis. Maybe so, but Dion yeah. Lewis was great last year. He was. So that let's say that tack on five percent of that production. Or what we're seeing from Connor right now, which very well could be what he is next season. See, I'm taking Connor ten out of ten. Sounds like yeah, the pro- trade offers for Connor and I. The problem is we don't know <laughs> what know the Steelers guy. are going to do. You know, I mean the Steelers, huh? the Steelers could add a running back. You know, it's there's still some uncertainty. We don't know. Oh, this. they added one this year. Well, I mean, you know, they took Jalen Samuels. Yeah, they we don't right. So it is a little bit of a leap of faith, but it's an exciting prospect. And Bell, wherever he ends up, is going to be a future guy, and he's going to be awesome, you'd, you'd think. To answer more generally, I think James Conner's a top 25 running back in Dynasty now. Okay, top 25 running back in Yeah, Dynasty. I'd go higher. I'd say he's top 15. Woo! All right, top 15. So would you rather have, like, Devontae Freeman or James Conner in Dynasty? Conner. Freeman. Um, alright, well, I, I don't, I haven't seen the prices yet, I'm not sure if you have Heath, but I can't imagine James Conner is going to be quite the same bargain on FanDuel this week that he was last week. And when you get such an obvious guy, and we talked about this on our Saturday mailbag show, you don't have to run away from him because, because he's going to be owned in so many leagues. If, if he's gonna be owned in so many leagues and you think he's gonna do well, you might want a piece of that. You don't want half of your contest. To uh, to have a leg up on you, so that's why there, we we did have Connor in our Fanduel lineups. Uh, one of our colleagues, um, uh, I say our colleagues, our, our boss, uh, Michael Kaiser, uh, he plays a lot of daily um, fantasy leagues, and he was telling me something that he read somewhere that most of the um, experienced players will have sixty percent of their lineup as chalk. Ah, okay. And then you know, obviously they're playing a lot of lineups, but they. To that exact point, they they try to take the free spaces when it's available to them, and then you just fill it out with the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world and hope those are the guys that hit. All right, that's good advice. And if you want to compete against us and use Jamie's advice against him to beat Jamie, go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. We are running a $5 contest every week. Winner gets 500 bucks. There's payouts for last week. There was payouts for more than 200 people, so it's not just one person getting paid. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Compete against us every week. $5. If you go to that website, that URL, FanDuel.com slash FFT, and you're a new user and you make a deposit, you'll get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. So play with us at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get a $20 bonus. Com- compete against the, the our listeners and all of us. It's great. FanDuel.com slash FFT. You will love it. All right. Heath is shady. Heath made a, a pretty lopsided trade, I'd say. Well, I don't remember it off. Do you remember the trade? Oh, yeah. I was offered to me. I did not send any trade offers out. I went to do the waivers claims in our Buffalo Wild Wings League. And I said, oh, I've got a trade offer. Let's see what the trade is. And someone had offered me um, 
carry on Johnson and Jordy Nelson for Tevin Coleman. Yeah, and you took it. And I, well, yeah, of course, yes, yeah. I thought it was it's a, a good, good trade. trade. Uh, yeah. Now that I know that it was offered to you, it's not as shady. But this was, who, who was this person who offered you the deal? Uh, it, it was my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, it's a little. We play in leagues with our friends and family. Yeah. Most trade offers are going but to come from a coworker, only, a family member, why or is this, a friend. Why there is this are only two, trade? because there are only two family members of yours, if you can't count this guy, in the league, and you made a trade that you clearly won with him. But I thought you would propose I, I, it to I'm him. I'm not sure I clearly won it. Is on Johnson and Jordy Nelson for Tevin Coleman? Yeah, yeah. you'd rather have Carry on Johnson. I'd guess te- te- Tevin Coleman is the leading I thought you're getting this Tevin week. Coleman. No, I, um, no, he's I gave Johnson. up Tevin Coleman. Oh, oh, oh. I got Carry on. Oh. Yeah, see? Shady. It's not that outlandish. It's not no. that outlandish. No, that no it's, it's, it's not. certainly not a Nazer trade. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Just there, there was, there was a, a, a trade in one of our leagues, which I thought was a little outlandish, um, that, uh, someone gave up both oh. Steelers running backs to get Royce Freeman and Aaron Jones. Was that in, am I in that league? I saw, oh, okay. Yeah. That was, wait, they gave up what? Both Steelers running backs. To get Freeman. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Gross. Terrible. Who did that? Don't say it was uh, Dave. Uh, he was part of the trade. I don't, I don't want to say the other person. Okay, he got the Steelers running backs? Dave did, yes. Good for Dave. Yes. All right, a uh, couple guys I noticed in IDP. One you should probably ignore, one you shouldn't. Uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Clayton Fedulum, spelled like Fedulum for the Bengals. I believe he was only in as a replacement. He had a pick six, he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. A lot of points did not pick him up, but I did Fed- want to spell spelled like Fedulum. Yes. So, like, what is Fedulum that it's spelled like? F e j e d e l e m, pronounced Fedulum. Um, I'm ignoring him, but Rams linebacker Corey Littleton had like 11 tackles or something like that. Played a lot. May have played every snap. And uh I did want to pick up Corey Littleton. I did not get him, unfortunately. Uh, one name that I noticed, I think, is 20% owned or something. And it's always tough with the IDP leagues to know what the ownership means. But Jabril Peppers, he was pretty active. He did have to come off the field for a little bit of the time during that game. But I think he had six tackles and a fumble recovery. He's also returning kicks and punts on a semi-regular basis. So if those count in your league, mm-hmm. worth even more. Wow. Uh Linebacker for the Rams. Yeah, mentioned him. Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clayton uh, Fedulum. Kareem Jackson, if you're looking for some help at uh, defensive back. Also Clayton Fedulum. <laughs> Corey Littleton. No, ignore Fedulum, but get Littleton. All right, guys. An early round pick you're concerned about. Let's get into some trade value here. Early round pick you're concerned about Heath. There are a couple of running backs, but I'll say Kareem Hunt. No, oh, stole my guy. Shady Oh, Heath. I'm sorry. You talk about Kareem Hunt, and I'll say somebody else. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm only worried about Hunt because I was worried about him going in. I Actually, there weren't that many guys I was worried about, so I just went with the, the one that we had kept talking about. But I thought it was encouraging, at least for Hunt, that Spencer Ware only had four touches. So if that continues, I think Hunt will be fine. I just, you know, he'd be a second-round pick if I were drafting today. Early second round, that's all. No no huge concerns. He's, I'm, I'm concerned about the passing game. That, that was a little troubling. Which, the Chiefs passing game? No, that he wasn't involved in the passing game. Oh. Yeah, it's a good point. It one target. It's a good point. I mean, that that'll certainly change. I, I'm I'm confident in that. But you know, to see and it's not like Mahomes threw 40 times. So right. Well, it, but it was with Kelsey too. He didn't. He wasn't quite as involved and didn't have much success. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes would rather throw the ball way down the field. I wonder, uh, and and we don't have enough sample size of this, but I wonder if Derwin James is going to become one of those tight end racing safeties. Oh, it could be. Yeah, he's so talented. Right. And, and that could be something that Andy Reid was like, yeah, we're not going to try that. Right. He's the Chargers' first-round pick. All right, Heath, which first-round pick, uh, early-round pick are you concerned about? I'm a little bit worried about LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. yeah. I think that maybe the Bills might be awful, and LaShawn McCoy might not be very good in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I, You know, um, we also didn't mention uh, Marcus Murphy. I don't know that you have to pick him up, but uh, – do you guys like Marcus Murphy maybe in like a, a keeper league or something? Sure. He's got some dynasty appeal. Yeah. Bill's backup running back. Oh, uh, yeah. I think the, there are definitely red flags for LaShawn McCoy. Barely got any work. Uh, hope the offense gets better. Jamie, early round pick you're concerned about? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. No, nope, Can't say him. No. <laughs> um, 
I'm not concerned that I'm benching him. I'm concerned about the the monstrous upside that he is may not be able to achieve. But Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. How come? Uh, just that offense is not going to be good. You know, the the fear of what Frederick going down in that offensive line, and you know the the lack of talent in the passing game. Teams are just going to play ten guys up front. <laughs> you know, they're just going to stack the line of scrimmage and make Zeke beat them. And thankfully, he scored this week. But I don't think you're getting a lot of. 20 plus carry games for 150 yards, you know, and it, not that you expect that from a running back week to week, but in his rookie season, he was just so amazing. And last year he had his moments, but I think he's going to have to grind his way to some, some, some big games and touchdowns are going to be a big part of that. If you want to play the optimistic card, he did average more than four yards per carry against the Panthers. Last year, they held running backs to 3.77 yards per carry. They don't have Thomas Davis yet. Um, but most running backs do struggle against the Panthers. He was able to get 69 yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, player you don't want to give up on. Player you don't want to give up on. Heath. And I've got, like, three receivers. So I'll say one of them, and then if you guys don't say the other guys, then I'll come back to them. But definitely Robbie Anderson. Um, it was concerning that Darnold only looked deep once, but again, he only had to throw 21 passes because of the game script. There is certainly a possibility where Quincy Anunwa can get 25, 26, 27% market share and average nine targets a week, and Robbie Anderson can still be a fine flex. All right, Robbie Anderson. Jamie, player you don't want to give up on? Chris Hogan. You know, I mean, that was clearly frustrating that uh, Philip Dorsett got the bulk of the receiving production there along with Gronk. Uh, I still think Hogan's going to have a big season, so I'm not giving up on him yet. But he's a great buy-low candidate because he's probably going to have another bad game against Jacksonville. And people are going to panic because of Julian Edelman coming back. So if you can get him cheap, try and do so. Maybe after this week. Yeah, but I mean, right. if you get him cheap now, it's it's not a bad situation just to have him if you can get him. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I was going to say Eli Manning is a player I don't want to give up on, but I, I would extend that to... A whole bunch of quarterbacks that were drafted as either low end starters or high end backups. And it's one, like, it's funny because I don't want to give up on Manning. I don't want to give up on Matt Ryan. I don't want to give up on Matthew Stafford. At the same time, I think they're all kind of droppable, you know? You can just sort of stream. Those, those were always expected to be, inter- I, your point is valid, but they were always expected to be interchangeable guys. Maybe not Ryan just based on where he was drafted, but. I, I think with Manning, he was such a late-round pick. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure know. he needed to be drafted. Yeah, but I do think I, – I really feel like Manning's going to end up as a top-15 quarterback. And he's, Ro- in that, he's in that same pool of droppable quarterbacks, you know, like um, Dalton now, you know, I think with the matchup. Um, Carson Wentz. I was, I, was, I was trying to set it up a little bit, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I like him better than Dalton. But, but Matt Ryan, I guess, is the one I should say. Like You like Eli better than Dalton? Yes. Yeah, I completely disagree with that. All right. Let's do it. Let's bet it. Okay. Week two on. I, you know, I just think we should have like gentlemen's bets. I'm so bad at gentlemen's bets. Coming up with stakes. Will be worse than Andy Dalton for the sixth year in the last seven. Uh, sure. Yes. Is that true? No. Yeah. Okay. So why would you say that? What's the head start? What did Manning have? Six points? No, no, no. It's from, from week two on. Oh, week two on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, good. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, Matt Ryan is probably the one I should say. Cause he's 95% owned. Somebody just texted me, should I drop Matt Ryan? I guess you can. But, uh, he could have had a really good game. I mean, against the Eagles, it's a great defense. Just has to figure out a way to connect with Julio Jones. And I think we've all seen the stat. What is he? One for his last 20 throwing the ball in the end zone to Julio Jones. It's hard to believe. Got the yips. Um, I will say that, the Falcons' injuries on defense could be the thing that really sparks Matt Ryan bounce back in fantasy. Because my big concern about him was the pass attempts. And if that defense turns out to be bad, then the attempts won't be a problem anymore. So who are the other wide receivers you don't want to give up on? Jamison Crowder. I really struggled with almost dropping him last night and then dropped somebody else because I just can't quite give up on him. And then this one guy, this idiot moron, wanted to drop Robert Woods in one of my leagues last night. And there's no way I would drop Robert Woods. He had nine targets. No, I, I look, I, I didn't want to drop Carson Wentz, and we have – it's a 10-team league, so we have a lot of good players. 
So I went to Robert Woods, but I've forgotten about Chris Godwin. We obviously, I rank Woods ahead of Godwin. So no, I don't want to give up on Robert Woods. No, it's just amazing that you want to give up such talented players at the receiver spot to hold on to a quarterback that you may or may not get great production from. Because we are going to get great production from him. But you don't know that. Yeah, though. I do no. know that. I, I know it. Be on the bench. I know it in my bones. I, I also, I also really think there's a chance that Robert Woods. I like Robert Woods. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a chance he scores like three touchdowns. Like he might really struggle in that department. So, and he might be a guy you just don't really know when to start him. You know, because it's not PPR; it's half PPR. What if Wentz only throws 20 touchdowns in the time he plays? Why would he? Well, how many games? I'll set the over-under at 19. What's his pace? He's going to be on a 30-touchdown pace. He's going to throw two per game. I hope so. I don't know why. Why would we doubt Carson Wentz and not Robert Woods? You have you have a a 13-game sample size, and you don't know how he's going to bounce back from this ACL and LCL injury. Well, I mean, I could get the injury concerns, but don't tell me sample size of Robert Woods. Robert Woods was a nothing until last year. Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP. Anyway, uh, any buy low or sell high candidates you guys want to mention that we haven't mentioned? Chris Hogan was uh, thrown out there by Jamie. Any others? I mean, I think all the guys we talked about. um, Carry on Johnson. Okay. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. I'm sure some people are not happy with the injury and thinking he's just a guy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've come a long way on Joe Mixon, but I do think there are some opportunities to sell high with him. Just because. You can't let go of Gio. No, no, not because of that. I, I, I let go of Gio. Gio was let go over and over and over. Well, welcome, welcome two, to Team Mixon. About 2 a.m. Come on board, Team Mixon. But there are some people talking like he's going to be a top five running back, and David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott could possibly be available. So if I could turn Joe Mixon into either of those two, That's I would fair. do it. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, if you're yeah. getting, getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there, you know, there, there, there is a buy low window on McCoy and I'm not the McCoy guy. But he's super to, cheap. If you want to just see what's there. Uh, how do you feel about Amari Cooper? Would you want to buy low on Amari Cooper? If I get him for nothing, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Amari Cooper was probably a top 36 pick. In most drafts, for us sure. anyway, top 40 at the very worst. If you were drafted after one game against a great defense, if you were drafting again today, when would you take Amari Cooper? Probably around later. Yeah, I was thinking around 50. Alrighty. Would you rather have Josh Gordon or Amari Cooper? I'd rather have Gordon, and I had it ranked that way before Gordon's uh, absence. So I think there's a higher ceiling for Gordon. Like, I think Gordon's going to go off this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I hope so. All right, we'll do some buy low or heck no. We'll do some team name Tuesday. We'll do some regulating. First, though, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Let's preview Thursday night football. Stat of the game. All right, this was a little bit of an Azer stat. little uh manipulated, I'd say. And there is some opinion in there, but here's a <laughs> quasi-stat. Let's see how we feel about it. Over the last three seasons, including this current season, over the so last two seasons in one game. Yeah, 2016, 17, and 18. The Ravens have played 10 games without Jimmy Smith. That I know is true. They have faced five quarterbacks that I consider good. All of those five quarterbacks scored 22 or more fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. And four of those five scored 25 or more fantasy points. Um, now, here's the tricky part. Andy Dalton has faced them three times in those ten games without Jimmy Smith. But I only counted Dalton as a good quarterback in one of three games. The game where he was good. No, the game. Yes, the game where he was good because in the other two he did not have A.J. Green. So I personally think that is totally acceptable because he's not good without A.J. Green. Um, but anyway, there's a bit of a track record. And I know you guys actually have Flacco ranked ahead of Dalton, I believe. Uh, I, and, I do not. Oh, you don't? Okay. Dave and Jamie do. To sum it up, I don't think we, it doesn't seem like you guys want to start either of these guys, uh, this week, but there is that contrived Azer stat favoring Andy Dalton. Your thoughts? I think Dalton's ceiling is about the 19 points he got you this past week, which would make him top 15-ish. Um, but we know what his struggles have been in primetime games and the Ravens know him and they're going to make things uncomfortable for him. Uh, I would try to avoid him if you can. I would do the same thing with Flacco. Road Flacco, home Flacco is not the same quarterback. Um, are there any quarterbacks? Like, you wouldn't start these guys over, like, Russell Wilson without Doug Baldwin? No. No. Okay. 
And how about? Uh, by, by the way, Alex Collins is another good buy low candidate. Okay. How about Case Keenum or your your favorite quarterback in this Baltimore Cincinnati game? Keenum. Keenum. Okay. And Tyrod Taylor ahead of them too, right? Yep. Alrighty, uh, Alex Collins, starter sit. I think he's a number two running back, better in non PPR than PPR. I, I can't imagine that they're benching him completely. No, no, I'm I'm largely starting him. And uh, Joe Mixon, we like better than Collins, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's top ten right now. Yep. Okay, it's hard to get away from Mixon unless you have James Connor. Would you start Connor or Mixon? Connor. Connor. Anyone else that maybe was drafted late that you'd start over Mixon? Nah, doesn't look like no. it. No. Going by your rankings. Oh, Adrian Peterson. Dave has Adrian Peterson pretty high. I would not do that. No. Peterson or Collins? Peterson. Peterson. All right. Other than A.J. Green, are we— I think I just threw up. (laughs) Are we starting any wide receivers in this game other than A.J. Green? They're all number three guys. Yeah, I'm not. And it's mostly on the Baltimore side. Crabtree and Brown are number three receivers. All right. Not great options. Would you start them over Randall Cobb? Cobb's got a terrible track record against the Vikings, so I would I would start Crabtree for sure. You could, you know, and I think I have Brown ranked at him too, so I'll take those two guys. I'd start Cobb over the Ravens receivers. Would you start Kenny Galladay over the Ravens receivers? I would. Yes. So we're not expecting a lot of points in this game. No. Love there, Justin Tucker. Are there any sleepers? Javoris Allen? Uh... Uh, a tight end, a t- maybe a tight end. If you could figure out the best Ravens tight end, I would think it's Boyle. But <laughs> yeah, Nick Boyle. <laughs> they all have three catches. <laughs> I think that's going to be the the situation. I don't want to start Eifert against the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I'm staying away from the tight ends. I think Buck Allen could be an okay flex. I would not be surprised if he outscores the Baltimore receivers. All right. I, I mean, usually we go a little bit more in depth, but I, I think you're going to want to look at other options here like it's a pretty it's a pretty vanilla game yeah i i kind of like the Bengals as a streaming defense that's the that's the one so jamie's got him 21st dave 13th and and heath has the Bengals 12th um well I, I guess i'll ask jamie you're pretty low on the Bengals dst this week i i mean you take away the the fumble recovery for a touchdown and they didn't have a very inspiring performance against the suspect offensive line for the colts um yeah but it was I'm, the colts i, I, don't, I don't think Flacco's going to be turnover prone okay and the Baltimore DST is a must start. They're top four. And, um, start them. I'm assuming they're like pretty much universally owned. Let's see. What do you guys the think? The Ravens? Yes, yeah. the Ravens are. Mm-hmm. 95% or more. What do you think? Uh, you think they're over? Yes. Over. They are 99% owned. You are correct, sir. Uh, Heath, make the case for the Bengals DST. It's Thursday night game. They're at home. Joe Flacco is not good. Okay, I like it. All right, let's do some uh, buy I guess, low. I guess or you heck get an no. Alex Collins fumble. There's always a possibility. Yeah, there you go. Buy low or heck no, and sell high or no thanks, guy. Buy low or heck no on the following players: Derek Henry. Buy low. Yeah, buy low. To you know, I actually watched that game uh, this morning on NFL Game Pass, and uh, I thought they really they sucked up front. I couldn't understand it. Maybe the Dolphins' defense is going to be better than I expect, but they got really whipped up front. Um, what would you give up for Derrick Henry? Like, uh, to what degree is he a buy low? Uh, I think you could turn any of these uh, waiver wire running back situations into into Henry if you can. Um, oh, let me. Let, I, sorry, I, I have to bring this up. His next three games are Houston at Jacksonville and Philadelphia. Does that scare you with Derrick Henry? That's not good. No, uh, but also take into account the Dolphins game, no Jack Conklin. He may return this week. And I don't know at what point Taylor Lewan got put in the body bag, according to William Hayes. But Second um, half. So he got knocked out. Uh, he, he needs volume. I mean, he's, he's either going to have to score or get a lot of volume. That's typically been what's, you know, Henry's had that 14-carry number where he's had success. Um, but if you can get him cheap, like if you could turn Austin Eckler in a PPR league into Derrick Henry, I would do that. I've got the name, Isaiah Crowell. Perfect. For Henry? Yeah, that's perfect. a good one. Uh, buy low or heck no on Pierre Garcon? I'd say heck no because he's getting dropped. Yeah. He's 88% owned now, but yeah, that is down from like 95 or something. He'll have, he'll have better moments. He got banged up in that game too. Um, buy low or heck no on Marcus Mariota? Heck no. No. Yeah, I mean again, Houston at Jacksonville, Philadelphia. And he's I, a quarterback. Exactly. Um, buy low or heck no on Marvin Jones? Uh, by low. 
I'd buy low, but I I would have to actually be buying low. I mean, I, I think that after week one, you could legitimately downgrade the, your rest of season outlook for Henry, for Derrick Henry and Marvin Jones. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I would say that um, in non PPR, if Quincy Anunua has another good game and Marvin Jones does not, that's a trade you can explore. Uh, let's see. How about oh, Lashawn McCoy? Okay, we already talked about him. So let's go to sell high or no thanks, guy. Really, just a terrible rhyme. If anybody has a better suggestion, I'm I'm all ears. Uh, Jordan Reed actually played fewer snaps than Vernon Davis. Um, would you sell high or or hang on to Jordan Reed? No thanks, guy, or sell high? No thanks, guy. No thanks, guy. I appreciate you guys playing along. Um, Mike Evans, sell high or no thanks, guy? No thanks, guy. I could be talked into selling high on Mike Evans. Because of the targets? He only had seven of them? Well, and like it would just depend on... If there if there is a receiver out there that I had ranked ahead of Mike of Mike Evans that you can go get for him now, my opinion didn't really change. If you could turn Mike Evans into Kareem Hunt, I'd make that trade. Okay, but that's that that's I think he's still got the ability to be a top ten receiver. So, uh, all right, how about Emmanuel Sanders? Sell high or no thanks, guy? I think he's one of those guys that you could sell high and get something great in return. Because he still has that name cachet from a few years ago. Um, he looked pretty good. To, huh? He looked pretty good, didn't he? He looked great. And, you know, having him play out of the slot, you know, I, I hope for Dave's sake that his prediction of Sanders over Thomas comes true because it's a bold call and, and so far it looks good. Um, but I still think that you can get something significant in return for him. So would you trade uh, Emmanuel Sanders for Amari Cooper? No, I would not. I, I kind of like this next one. Sell high or no thanks guy on Patrick Mahomes? Sell high because he's a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if you can... But I wouldn't sell high for another quarterback. But I like what you said about, he. you know, he, like he threw four touchdowns and two of them traveled like a combined one foot from his hand. we got to right. change that rule, by the way. Those have to be runs. Like, it's pathetic. Goff got a touchdown. He's throwing the ball forward. And the reason they do, there's a reason because then it's not a fumble. If he doesn't catch it, it's an incomplete pass. It's a design. It's by design. And sell high or no thanks guy on Tyreek Hill. No thanks guy. If you're getting one of the elite running backs for him, I would do that, but otherwise no. That's an interesting question is who's better rest of season, Tyreek Hill or Mike Evans? I th- oh man, that is interesting. I'll still take Mike Evans. Heath, um, I had Hill higher. I'll still take Tyreek Hill. So I don't think uh, anybody's minds have been changed. Hmm. Uh, it is team name Tuesday on a Wednesday. I have to say a couple things about this. First of all, we cannot say the Nick Chubb team names. They are too dirty. So I appreciate them, but you can stop. You're one to talk. In. Why? Yeah, potty, potty mouth. We just had to bleep you out. Well, I'm not, okay, but I'm not gonna bleep. I'm not gonna bleep all the Nick Chubb team names. And uh, you can stop submitting "Carry On My Wayward Son." We have been doing that one for months and months and months, but they are very funny. So thank you. Uh, we have Darnold Schwarzenegger. I like that's a great one. I think Darnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, we have Kevin from Long Beach, the hometown of the original Regulators. That's coming up in a second, by the way. Uh, he's dropping some sponsor-related team names on us. Zeke Geek, Indy right. Chinos, Movement Watsons, LeonardForHims.com, Amir Fandula. That's okay. wonderful. Good sponsor, yeah. integra- sponsor integration. Does he, does he get all the free stuff like you do? <laughs> uh, luck, be, luck be a girly T.Y. That was uh, set up for me to sing. Set up for yeah, me to sing. Or not. <laughs> Butker, I hardly know her. You can say that one. That's uh, not. I think okay. so. I think we can say I'm fine with it. Oh, I got one. Okay. There he wins. <laughs> Shut up, Heath. <laughs> um, here's a Simpsons reference. Marry our cousins. Marry our cousins. I know you guys wouldn't get that, but it's very funny. With the team icon as Shelbyville, Manhattan. Uh, here's another one I'm gonna sing. Ty wanna sex you up. I mean, really? That's what Ty Montgomery? Okay, it's fine. Or Taiwan Taylor. Uh, screwed by LaBelle. That's funny. And the Tardy Bell. 
Good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. Uh, tweet of the day comes from Purgy. Tweet of the day number two. Tweet of the day number two. Uh, Adam, just thought you might like this. Wednesday the 12th, Bonanza premiered on television, making it, uh, marking it as the first regularly scheduled TV program presented in color. That's cool. Which yeah. Brings us to this email of the day from Jim. You gotta, you have to give your Bonanza today then. I don't have it. What do you mean you don't have it? Look at the NFL schedule and pick a Bonanza. No, I have to think, I have to think about it, Jamie. You think this is easy? Being wrong every week? You think this is easy? Um, I did the start of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the email from Jimmy says, The Bonanza bit is great, but after your layup comment on Pat's Texans, I thought to offer a challenge for your Bonanza calls this season. My challenge to you is, you call the layup Bonanza each week. No sneaky calls, the obvious one. If you call it right each week, I will shave each week. Wow. I will shave half of my beard and wear it for a week at the end of the season. If you get three calls wrong, I get a spot in next year's listeners league. Your thoughts. Done. You like it, right? Of course. Half his beard. I hope he has like a real beard. You have to have right. a legit beard. We're already giving away spots in next year's listeners league. This is a guarantee. I'm willing to give away one spot. Okay. Well, one? you've already given it away. Cause you're getting, you already, you're getting three wrong. From this point forward, three wrong. You're so far at 100% wrong. Okay, but from this point forward, three wrong. Maybe you'll be 80% right now. I have nothing to lose here. <laughs> so, Jimmy, not. challenge issued, challenge accepted, and I like it. You know, the, you know, the best thing is, is that this uh, next August, he's gonna go, he's gonna I am me. Hey, do you remember that guy who said that he <laughs> shaved his beard? A hundred percent. I'm gonna have forget to all about this. you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this piece of paper with Jimmy with Jimmy's email on it. Um, All right, so what's the bonanza? You have to pick it today. It's the no. anniversary. Jamie, I'm not ready for that. No, what? you have no choice. What are you talking about? Why? It's the anniversary of when the show debuted. I don't care, Jamie, because dun, we have dun, more dun, important dun, things dun, to dun, get dun, to. Dun, dun, you got the wrong music, Heath. It's time to regulate. Wow, you're not picking a bonanza on the anniversary of bonanza. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Fantasy regulators that will solve your commissioner issues. Here we go. This is from Philly in Winnipeg. Hey, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. That's dodgeball. Uh. I need your help, regulators. I commission a league where trades are approved by the league commissioner, me. And there's no veto process. The only time trades are vetoed is when there is collusion or other nefarious behavior suspected. Here's my problem. I, the commissioner, was sent a trade offer of my Peyton Barber for his A.J. Green. The other team is desperately in need of running backs and is quite flush with wide receivers, but clearly he's selling extremely low on A.J. Green. I strongly considered declining the trade because it's clearly a lopsided trade and I wanted to avoid any drama with other teams being upset. However, after thinking about it for a while, I decided to accept the trade. I am a firm believer that people can run their teams however they want. He sent me the offer, so why should I feel guilty, right? Wrong! People are pissed and questioning why anyone would send that trade offer the same way I questioned it. They suspect potential collusion. I argue that I would have pushed this trade through for anyone else because no collusion happened. And frankly, how could collusion be suspected after week one? Unfortunately, that has fallen on deaf ears. So my question to you is this. As league commissioner, should I be held to such a moral high ground that I shouldn't have accepted my Peyton Barber for his A.J. Green? What do you think? I think it's time for a heel turn. Just embrace it. Tell them all that uh, too bad they didn't get that offer. Laugh at them. Mock them. But no, you did nothing wrong here. Absolutely. Trade is fine. Um, if you want to uh, have, like in one of uh, my leagues, we have uh, a trio of people to decide on trades. And it's worked out very well. Oh, I like that. All right. So that consider that one. Regulated! Alright, this one's from Adam. How long would you let one owner go without paying league dues before locking their team or some other form of discipline? We have one last owner yet to pay and he has not responded to several requests and public ridicule. Uh. How long does do you go before you lock We are really good at being regulators and really have um, great takes. 
but this is the last group of people you should be asking this question. <laughs> That's 100% true. Adam, have you collected all of the money for our Fantasy Baseball League yet? Chris Towers is the only one who hasn't paid. Other than that, we're going to... Wow, calling him out yep, on Chris the Towers. show. In fact, I'm going to email him right now. So um, the answer was no, though. The answer is no. Okay. That league's over, by the way, even though the season's still <laughs> Um Yeah, I, I, I've got nothing. So what, what, what would you do? I mean, I just keep harassing the person. No, you wouldn't. You just forget about it until it's no, time no, to make no. I, 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 I keep harassing them when the season's over. I would say this. I would say if you're, if you are in a league that, that actually does lock lineups, um, send an email and say, Hey, you have until week four. Pay it at before week four. If you don't pay by then, I'm locking your lineup. You're not making any ad drops. What if the guy's 0 3 by then? Do it in week three then. That's a better idea. <laughs> what if he's 0 2? That's fine. 0 2, you're not I'm out done. of it. You're not out of it. The, one thing that really matters here is how long has this league been going and how long has he been in the league? Like, if he's paid and played for 10 years and he's just not, like, trolling you right now or doesn't have the money right now, it's a little different situation than this is the first year of the league. It's true. And you don't hardly even know the guy. All right. Well, I consider that one to be regulated. All right, from Dan. It's a keeper league with Fab. And the consolation bracket winner gets a number one pick in the draft. So, what is the proper way to handle playoff budget for this league? Remember, he's got the regular bracket and the consolation bracket. No playoff budget. Just hope you have fab left if you... Hold on. There it is. No playoff budget. Just hope you have fab left if you're in the championship bracket. Option two, give $25 in fab to the championship and $5 to the consolation bracket. Three, give $25 to everyone, as this could impact players people want to take a flyer on for the keepers for the following season. It's interesting. Actually, this has just come up in a baseball league that I'm in. I never, I, I don't know why I never really considered it, but it's starting to affect me now. Ah, uh, um, you know do what? You, do you replenish fab for the postseason? Very, very strong feelings about this. And the correct answer is do not determine next year's draft pick by a consolation bracket. If my team gets decimated by injuries and I've got Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott last year, or just all my players are hurt. And guess what? You get to lose in the playoffs too and get a worse pick next year because you had bad luck this year. Uh, you know, no, but, but still, don't I, do it. I think if we it's eliminated awful. that, there's still a good question here on how to handle Fab in the playoffs. Same budget from the start of the season. Okay. You don't replenish it? No. No. All right. Well, that has been Regulated. Not gonna scream it this time. And that is it for the fantasy regulators. Please feel free to send your regulator questions. Just put fantasy football regulators in the subject line or fantasy regulators in the subject line. You have to put that in there or I may not see the email. Let's uh, end the show with a little grade the trade. This is from Prajwal. He says grade the trade. Brian, Drew, Kirk, and Connor. Those feel like, uh, those are Michigan State quarterbacks. I have no tight ends. I lost Delaney Walker. I am being offered Jimmy Graham. And Brandon Cooks for Mike Evans in a 12-team standard scoring league. So give up Evans, get Graham and Cooks. D. C minus. Don't do it. From Brett, grade the trade. Uh, Two-quarterback PPR league. I drafted Rodgers and Brady. I give up Tom Brady. And, ooh, wow. Tom Brady and Julio Jones. Get Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Buck Allen. Brady and Julio F. for Roethlisberger, F. Brown, and Allen. It's an F. Uh, D plus. From Joey in Idaho. Grade the trade. 12-team PPR Dynasty League. Give up Amari Cooper and Chris Thompson. Give up Amari and Chris Thompson. Get Kenny Stills and Tariq Cohen. D. C minus. Man, you guys are tough. They're the bad trades. Yeah, they are. Uh, like, oh, the other one with the Brady and Roethlisberger, like, if you were going to say Buck Allen was, I don't know, Alex Collins maybe? Yeah. Somebody that, that group? Yep. I mean. From CJ, Gray the Trade. Hey, Spider, Super, Bat, and Iron. Those are men. 12-team PPR, give up Carlos Hyde and Chris Godwin. Carlos Hyde and Chris Godwin in PPR get Kenyon Drake. B. Hey. C. Hey, all right. Ty goes to the runner. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Jimmy, I, where, where wait, are you going? Wait, wait. What am I waiting for? Wait. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Gotta go. Bye. Later.